It's half past uh, four, if you've just joined us here on Sound Awake. A very good morning to you on this uh, morning. I think it's a bit warmer, or, well, at least the Joburg side this morning on this Tuesday, which is always great, well, for me. Let's talk wellness then. Uh, corporate wellness is what we're speaking of. I know we played a clip earlier as well, just a bit on wellness, talking about South Africa needing mental health treatment at, uh, or, or, or uh, psychiatrists in, and those who specialize in that field in uh, both public and uh, private hospitals and uh, how there's a shortage. Now we talk corporate wellness, and it is Corporate Wellness Week, and experts are emphasizing the importance of a healthy working environment. If employees work in unhealthy settings, productivity is often impacted, leading to a problem for companies. They say companies must ensure that all their employees are supported. So we're joined on the line then by Boniwe Dunster, who is human resource specialist, uh, just to unpack this. Boniwe, a good morning to you, and uh, how are you? I'm good, Simpen. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for making time for us. So as human resource, this is obviously what you deal with all the time. Uh, is that where it begins then, in terms of companies taking charge of corporate wellness with making sure that there is a setup of human resources uh, as a department, or it's it's more than that? Um, it's, it's more than that, actually. So um, having a human resources department is actually quite important because then you're putting an emphasis on the importance of your people having, you know, being taken care of. But if we extend it, we also talk about having an employee wellness offering for your people, for them to be productive and for them to be able to make, you know, uh, well-informed choices when it comes to wellness. What forms part of that employee wellness offering? Will it be things like having a wellness center within the building of where people work, or uh, uh, more to it, uh, just uh, unpack for us the the offerings that uh, are different offerings that companies can look into. Sure. It's actually more than just uh, a wellness center, but it's more of a wellness offering. In many organizations, they refer to it as an employee wellness program, and it's a program that actually centers around uh, individuals, physical, mental, emotional, psychological, um, sometimes it could be spiritual and financial well-being as, 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 in totality. So these are some of the things that each and every person under normal circumstances should have, should take care of. For example, from a financial perspective, you might be going through uh, financial difficulties. You might have debt. You might not know how to budget, but there could be a financial wellness uh, you know, consultant within that offering that you can confidentially talk to and they can give you guidance on how to manage your finances. If you're going through a divorce, then you could find somebody that can help you through that, maybe an online counselor or even legal advice on what you need to consider before taking such a drastic step in your life. So it focuses on a lot of things, and in some instances, it also caters for your immediate family as well. They can use that because you understand that wellness does not only focus on you as an individual, as an employee, but it also, you know, uh, around your, your family, people that you stay with as well. So it's actually quite uh, quite vast. And in many organizations, you'll find that they actually even have, like, wellness calendars for the day. There's different wellness days that are celebrated worldwide. Some are only celebrated in South Africa or in various continents where they look at that, you know, World Health Day, mm-hmm. World Diabetes Day, Blind Day, and all of those things, right? It's everything and anything that makes you whole as an individual. So what, in what ways have you seen, I mean, in your experience, um, in terms of how 
productivity is impacted then if these things are not in place that we've just discussed? So, let's say, for example, if an employee um, is being bullied at work or maybe going through sexual harassment or even a divorce at home, um, their chances of performing optimally are very minimum because they do have something that's contributing to their stresses in life. If they don't have the know-how on how to manage the situation, where to get support from, you know, they will always constantly be stressing about how do I protect myself, how do I survive the next day, how do I make it beyond this difficult program, uh, sorry, this difficult um, period in my life. Mm -hmm. And that's why you actually then end up saying, if you actually go for uh, counseling, which is provided for by your employer, then you're in a position of having to talk to someone that is actually experienced because you might find that you can't afford uh, that counseling or therapy on your own. And then there is someone that you can talk to and the information remains confidential. And that can actually help you with tools on how to cope during work hours and how to cope after work hours at home as well. Because if employees work in environments that are not safe, that do not cater for their well-being, as indicated, you see poor performance, you see you see like a high turnover of you know of staff. Uh, you see, you know, also, you know, decrease in again in presentism and all of those things. So they often say a happy employee means a happy customer, right? So it has to start at home before you can actually see the effect of it, you know, externally and beyond. How much of this is the responsibility of uh, the individual when we speak of corporate wellness? I mean, you do mention that uh, this type of thing or, or the offerings that of employee wellness need to look not only on the individual, but even as far back as, you know, what could the issues be in terms of their mental health family-wise? However, that is information that I, I guess the individual would have to bring forward. You don't know what people are going through if they're not uh, communicating. So how much of, of, of is this lies on the individuals, the employees? Um, it's a huge amount of it. I can't, unfortunately, put a percentage to it. Mm-hmm. However, even if an employer puts such um, resources and tools in place, employees also need to be willing to use them. And if they don't use them, it's to their own detriment. I'll give you a typical example. Mm. If um, an employee is going through a difficult situation, which then comes back and impacts on their performance, right, an employer will actually then probably take you through a poor performance improvement process because you're not delivering results. But you find that it's not because of the lack of capability, ability, or the skills, but it's because you're going through a difficult path in life. So if you don't come forth to your employer or line manager, to say, I'm actually going through a difficult period and I need some time to be able to, to deal with my challenges. Can you make a plan to provide me with support or, you know, with my workload with the team while I undergo probably counseling or where, while I undergo through this particular uh, health challenge or maybe it could be an operation or any other thing, right? And then the employer, they have a responsibility to be able to provide that for you. But if you are keeping it to yourself, and you're not even saying, I'm having this problem and this is what I'm doing. And you leave the employer no choice but to take you through a poor improvement process and it might ultimately lead to a dismissal. Hence, we say that a certain percentage of that lies with you as an employee because the resources and the tools have been put in front of you. And even if you don't want to use those ones, then use your own private ones, but actually show that whatever challenges that you're going through you are actually managing them or finding some kind of support to be able to, uh, to overcome um, any adversity or any challenges that you're going through. So if 
the services are not there and you're not utilizing them, unfortunately, the employer cannot force them upon you. However, it is also important for the employer to create the awareness, to create, you know, uh, the importance, to make you understand the importance of those uh, services and how they interface an individual and how they fit into the bigger picture of the organization in, in having to run a sustainable and a profitable organization. Can it be deemed illegal? Uh, should uh, certain companies not put in place employee wellness offerings and uh, highlight corporate wellness? And on what grounds would those be illegal uh, according to our labor laws? So according to legislation, there isn't such an obligation, but obviously we expect, uh, from a legal perspective, we expect that everybody uh, to be treated with dignity. And obviously our constitution says everybody has a right to a you know fair labor practices and fair labor practices means how you are being treated in the workplace and if there's certain aspects of your wellness that are not taken care of uh maybe when you're talking from uh, you know the the code of good practice on elimination and the prevention of you know of harassment in the workplace so from that perspective the law places accountability on employers to be able to deal with such so that people's dignity is not taken away and people are not treated unfairly. However, when you're coming to wellness offerings such as having to provide for, you know, mental health, psychological or financial wellness, there isn't any legislation that uh, talks to that. Uh, so employees that offer that, they do it because they think it's important for their, for their people. However, there's nothing that also presents you as an individual seeking that uh, support for yourself or seeking such interventions for yourself. And in many instances, we know that people might struggle financially, but we say, you know what, sometimes there are those free services, there are uh, certain NGOs that deal with, uh, with these different aspects of uh, wellness. There are people that are offering podcasts, people that are offering free advisors. So utilize anything that's at your disposal to help you with your holistic wellness journey. So what is the process? Let's say I give advice then. I'm an employee. I need to take advantage of employee wellness offerings, but I'm not really sure what they are within where I work. Where do I go? Uh, if you actually have if you actually have it within your, your workplace or within like your, your, your company, what often happens is that you will actually have the details. And many employers they don't really have that, you know, in house directly, but they actually partner with different wellness partners, right? And they make their contact details uh, available. So you should have that or find that on your group net or your internet, uh, or you can actually ask your human resources department. But if you're working for an organization that does not have that, then your your, your first bet would be to go to the internet and search, you know, uh, find out, you know, NGOs or uh, practices that deal with mental health or psychology or emotional well-being or financial uh well-being uh, awareness so you can actually uh, look for those for yourself and take it upon yourself but those that i have you will actually find um, information available with your hr department or upon onboarding they will actually make uh, you aware on how to receive such services and the beauty of this is that most of these services mm-hmm. those are where you actually are being provided internally because they are with external partners the information is confidential uh, and they will not divulge to your employer in terms of the, you know, private details around your matter. But if you're going through uh, a counseling session, maybe four to six sessions, they will convince your employer to say, when we're done, sir, 
is undergoing counseling. We have uh, scheduled the following four sessions, or at the end of the sessions, they will actually give a brief report to say she has attended so many sessions with this particular counselor. On this time, she adhered to the sessions, um, you know, uh, gave information. We can acknowledge that they need support from the land manager or from a performance perspective, or they need uh, such a, a number of, you know, weeks or days for them to recover or to actually put certain interventions in place. So they give that kind of information. They will not, you know, give you nitty-gritty details to say, this is what happened at home, this is what is being said at home, they want. And if you feel that you want to receive um, more information as an employer, then they will actually have to ask for permission from me as an employee to say, yes, I'm willing for you to give my employer my report in detail or probably limit certain uh, confidential things. So those are actually quite good because uh, they are not actually, yeah, they might be partners, but they will not actually reveal because they are also bound by certain, you know, laws uh, based on their profession. All right, Corporate Wellness Week. What ultimately, I guess in closing, do you want us to be mindful of during this time and uh, your advice to workers, employees? I think for me what I want to create awareness is that in South Africa we actually have seen a regression and a high need of people to look after their mental health. So as an individual, make time to to take care of yourself. Um, And not only from a mental perspective, but spiritually, physically, financially, and and otherwise. And I want to actually encourage employers to create as much awareness as they possibly can around this particular uh, week, but they must not only contain it to the first week of July. It should actually be a, an mm. all-rounder throughout the year, right? And for those that um, do not have such, I would also like request or plead to corporates to say, you know what, can we provide tools, you know, to help your employees and your line managers, right, to help them actually um, getting those tools to help them make uh, those decisions or the, the wellness decisions and partner with the right uh, service providers that will actually help your employees, you know, to optimally then perform. So there are actually benefits to it that will that the employer can actually enjoy by actually making such provisions. Thank you so much for your time. Anyway, we appreciate it uh, on this Tuesday morning. Have a great day. Great pleasure. Thank you so much. A pleasure. Boniwe Danster is a human resource specialist discussing corporate wellness in our wellness corner.